ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Great Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. to the great scott show espn lafayette the best ticket in sports i'm coming to you from the espn lafayette studio sponsored by bet rivers download the bet rivers louisiana sportsbook app the best louisiana sports betting experience learn more at betrivers.com for the second week in a row coach uh, anthony babineau just really wanted to avoid me did not want to come in studio and so he's like no scott i'm not i'm not hanging out with you uh, that's not exactly how it went on. He's got some important things happening. Uh, we plan to have him back on next week, albeit over the phone as they'll be on a road trip. So uh, stepping in for him this morning is uh, associate head coach, pitching coach for Louisiana, Coach Seth Thibodeau, who's in studio. First time he's been on with me in here. Good morning, Coach. Uh, how are you? Good morning, Scott. I'm I'm doing good. We, uh, you know, after you get a nice midweek win on the road, it's always fun to wake up the next morning. So I'm doing great. So, yeah, you, you I imagine at some point on the bus ride, you get a text that uh, we got to find somewhere for our kids to go since they don't have school. Yes. Then you have Bab saying, hey, can you go on with this weirdo that I always go on the radio <laughs> with? So you're probably trying to just enjoy the ride home and suddenly yeah. you're being bombarded with requests. Yeah, it was, it was about 10 minutes into the trip home. I was... Uh, enjoying that bus ride and, and bab reached back and said hey i need you to do a radio show for me in the morning my wife texted me the exact same time oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where to bring our kids tomorrow so that's the that's the tough part about this cancellation and weather but anyway it's it's a whole lot more fun to deal with it after a win than than, than the other side they're so. welcome to come here you know i know they might have been filled <laughs> with the equipment I, you know i uh i tell people that about my kids a lot too they're like oh just bring them i'm like no, that's not. You don't. <laughs> nope. It's just you don't. You think you know, but you don't. No. How How old are your children? My My oldest is seven, and and my youngest is five. Okay. So I have a two, four, and six year old. So we, we we We're understand we each other it. in that's that right. way, and that right. you know things can get you know a little hairy at times. That's right. It's all It's all great though. It's yeah. all a wonderful thing. Are they like Are they into sports or not? Very really? much so. They grew up at a ballpark. Um, Ella. Um, my oldest is very much into it. I, her her mom played sports and was really talented, and her dad played sports and he wasn't very talented. So she got her mom's side. She's athletic. Yeah, right. <laughs> we tried to stay away from it as long as we could, and it, it's uh, she watches everything. Our player, our favorite player is Carson Rockford, which is mine too because he's good, right? He's uh, he's, <laughs> he's playing like an All American yeah, right she now. She hits left handed and she watches everything he does on deck, and then she gets in the box and hits homers. So she's trying to hit homers now. So. You know, you say you say you didn't play very well. I mean, I I can't. Sp- I mean, I know you you grew up in Church Point. I can't right. speak for your playing career, but from a coaching standpoint, you know, you've you've been in it a while. You've been a head coach. Um, what what we're don't worry, listeners. We're gonna we're gonna talk about last night's win, and and I have a lot of uh, pitching questions for Coach Thibodeau. But you know, not hearing Coach Deggs talk about you when he hired you, the addition of of bringing you onto the staff. But I, I've never been able to ask you about mm-hmm. it. So you were uh, you were at Nichols State. Mm-hmm. You're a head coach. When you get that call, what leads you to say, you know what, I want to go, I want to join the staff, I want to be a part of it? I mean, you were 
wasn't that long ago you were what the southland coach of the year i mean you were a good strong resume we had a nice run at a place that's not known for winning and um but but it's you know it's going into a gunfight with a butter knife every day at, at a place like Nichols. With all due respect, it just is what it is, and the chances of you ever going to Omaha are, are, are slim and none. And and um, you know we worked really hard there, but where else were you, where, where can you go from there? And 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 so I always had a tremendous amount of respect for for Coach Robe, and and of course Matt and I coached against each other and and had some wars against each other, and I had really started to become a really good friend you know we became our relationship was was close and i i, I used to pass by ul stadium with my kids when we'd come in to visit my parents and, and i'd just show my kids like you know i want you guys i want you my kids to know that your daddy's good enough to coach here we're gonna be here one day maybe you know uh but just saying it because the stadium's so beautiful and and the and, the, and you know it was, it's it's a great program historically and it's nationally respected, and, and that's where you want to coach. And I, I didn't know if I'd ever be back at UL. Um, and I didn't know where the road would take me. You know, through a lot of prayer, it just it just worked out this way. It really was. And, and so somehow I got lucky enough to come back here and be home. It's home for me. You know, I, I grew up right down the road, and, and um, I never didn't really grow up a UL fan. I didn't grow up a UL hater, but I always respected their players and how hard they played. When I was a kid, it was so easy just to pop over here and, you know, walk into the stadium, there was a lot of places to sit. And then just, I, just, I would come by myself when I was in high school and just watch baseball. And so I've always told kids growing up, if you ever, you know, at camps and stuff, if you had a chance to just go take in a college baseball game, just go sit down and watch a game, you know, do it. If it's right there down the road, take advantage of it. And uh, and I used to watch everything Road would do in the dugout and, and, and uh, I'd watch their players. And, and so that's, thankfully, this program was, was right by my house where I can, I can kind of teach myself the game a little bit. And, um, yeah, it just – there were so many opportunities. You know, I almost took a position with the, the, in the Astros organization this summer in player development, and I'd have to move all the way down to South Florida, which I know that sounds silly that I just said that, but it's not easy just packing up your wife and kids and moving to a new place <laughs> far away. And, and so um, Matt called me at 7.30 one morning after I sent him a text about a, a position, and um, it turned into a phone call and then – Ten minutes into it, I felt like I was getting an interview, and I'm like, "Holy smokes!" Matt's asking me if I want this job, you know, and 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 he said, "Would you be interested in in coming talk?" And I was like, "Matt, I'll, I'll come talk to you anytime, you know." And then when I came to talk to him, I, I just just wanted to be here because I think these kids can can go to Omaha, and, and I want to coach at an amazing place, and I think this university is special. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Pitching coach Seth Thibodeau is our guest. I forgot to ask you a question. Everyone's going to be annoyed with. Um, did you uh, did you have a favorite Beastie Boys song when you were younger? You know what I, I did. I used to my one of my brothers' um, friends would come over and he loved the Beastie Boys and and I, we used to crank up what you what you want. Oh yeah, <laughs> I used you, to crank it up that's, loud. That's good stuff right there. The the other there you go. First time guests always there ask you, you know what the favorite one is. Yeah, there it is. The only other person that's ever said that one was Phil Devey. Oh, yeah. And, 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 he, pitcher. And, then, and then he sent me a YouTube video of him at a Beastie Boys concert oh, really? when he was young in Canada. Wow. And, I, you know, he, it's funny Phil to Deavy. see him in high school. It's like that guy turned into an incredible pitcher. Right, and right. You just see him. At, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I show everyone this video. I, it's, it's, <laughs> I take pride in it. That's it's awesome. Great. My yeah. wife's Canadian, so that, maybe there's something to that. It's awesome. Uh, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Seth Thibodeau, our guest. So is it, what, what's the biggest difference 
of going from been a head coach for over a decade. Now you're not the head coach, right? Now, look, you're the associate head coach, you're the pitching coach, you have yeah. a big role. But what's been the biggest adjust, ad, adjustment in that regard? Has it been welcome? Has it yeah. been difficult? No, it hasn't. I, listen, our roster, our players, they make it a whole lot easier. They're fun. Um, I, when you're a head coach at a school like Nichols, you have a decision to make. Do you want to run a stern, clean program? And, and and make sure you're taking care of things financially and you're just, you know, trying to promote and get people. I used to sit in front of Rouse's and hand out tickets that I would pay for out of my pocket to try to get people to the ball games. In Thibodeau. You know, in Thibodeau. Yeah. And so, and, and you're always fundraising to, to find baseballs and you're fundraising for this. And I fundraised my budget, which was zero, right? And, and if I didn't do it, we wouldn't have a program. So I used to fundraise about $250,000 a year. And I told that to Robe one time. I was like, that's it? And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, what I, I can't beat this guy. <laughs> so uh, it's great, but there's not a lot of coaching involved. So you either take the CEO side and, and just try to co- make the program right, which when we got there, they were winning 10 games a year. Do you try to run a nice program, a quality program? There's a peak to that. Or do you become a coach and just not worry about all that stuff? But uh, you know, it, it was you're all over the place uh, at a mid-major or a smaller mid-major like that. And when you come here, I, I just really like coaching. I like teaching players. I don't like just putting the uniform on. I, I like the relationship side of things with our players and developing a young man when he's 18 like, you know, Kyle DeBarge. We spend a lot. I'm, not, I'm the pitching coach, but he and I work a lot together on defensive stuff. And, and like yesterday, he did, he skipped lunch so he can get some defensive work in. Like, those are the things I love. I like grinding it out. I like... You know, hey, no lunch today, so what? We're going we're gonna to get better today and, and throw an extra BP. Those things, you can't do that as a head coach because you're so – you're doing everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and you never have time. You're trying to fundraise. You're trying to build a program. You're trying to build a stadium. We built that stadium from scratch, you know. So you're always doing stuff like that. And when you get to practice for two hours, it's, your mind's all over the place. And so for this, I just so focuses on the players and player development. And it's easier here because you have more and better and – and more opportunity and expectation for our players here, they do think that they're going to be in, playing on TV in June. Whereas the other side, it's it's you know it's just survival all the time. Um, you we, we referenced family earlier. You have two daughters. You can't you know you talk about coaching. I know your brother was a coach for yeah, a long time. Had a lot Turlings. of success at mm-hmm. Turlings. You come from a family of eight, right? Correct. Eight yeah. siblings. Eight, eight, so, there's eight of us. So a family of ten. Mom and dad are in there too, yeah, and we have a lot of grandkids. How does that play into coaching? Like, what did that? Do you feel like had you not come from such a big family that you would be coaching because you're used to being in a clubhouse, so to speak, right? Around a lot of people. I'm a family oriented guy, and and I like big groups, and I like being around our players a lot, and so it's it's not too much for me, and I always want to be around them. Right, as opposed to you know you get worn out being around people. I think sometimes I, I don't. I, I I enjoy that. I think the family aspect is good. Uh, my dad owned his own company and built it from scratch, and so I watched him be a you know just a workhorse from sunup to sundown. My mom right there with him. So I just kind of grew up in that, and I think their work ethic kind of made things easier for me. But yes, the family aspect is is a whole lot more fun. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. That is Louisiana pitching coach Seth Thibodeau um, talking about kind of his journey to UL and and his journey in coaching and what brought him here. And, you know, kind of like like Deggs, you you just – I'm sorry, excuse me. Kind of like Coach Deggs. I get so comfortable (laughs) with him. I I, I need to 
I can call him that when he and I are just talking to right, you that right. mind, but publicly sure. someone's like, you need to have some respect. I'm like, yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm not going to even snap back. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you and Coach Deggs, you reference June. You reference Omaha a lot. Um, the team right now is 12 and 12. Now, I know that Coach Deggs told me on Monday, look, we needed to win that series against South Alabama, obviously. Mm-hmm. we It was good that we won it, right, two out of three. But we don't want the standard to be, well, we're happy that we just won the series. Sure. It's got to be different. You know, this is, this is Louisiana. Um, in the face of expectations here, and, and you talked about it, sort of the difference here and what you can do here as opposed to maybe when you're in Thibodeau, how do you just, in, in whenever things aren't going exactly according to plan, and they never do, yeah. Where do you guys get that confidence from the, to not drop the bar at all? Because that's one thing, you know, I, I, the staff I've never heard done, like, well, you know, in this conference or this, even when you're when things are going great, even when you're below 500, it's always like, no, this is, our, this is what we're striving for. And some programs, some sports, they don't do that, right? It's like, well, yeah, we have our goals, but let's look at sure. let's look at all these other things. It seems like with UL baseball, it's like it doesn't matter what the record is. You're always just yeah. setting the bar extremely high. Sure. Where does that, that confidence come from to never waver on that bar, if that makes sense? Well, one, I think when you come to a place like this, you just, I, I, me personally, I just think about all the players from the past, and I know the players from the past mean a lot to Matt, too. But I think about the guys I watched when I was a kid and, and those lineups and those teams and the coaches. And so I always looked at them. And what you have to, I, I think people in Lafayette sometimes don't know is everybody, when you have Lafayette on your schedule, I don't care what it is. I don't know what it is. But you're going to get everything the other teams got. And you're going to get their A game. And so it's just a national respect for our players and our brand. And there's nothing you can do to run from it. And I felt that immediately when we practiced here for the first time, how our players are very attentive, their expectation level is high, and I think it's just the standard here, and and so, um, which I love. You want to be in that, but I, I think whether you're playing good or bad early in the season, you still have an expectation level, and you're trying to meet that. You're trying to meet that standard and that goal, and the, and the goal is postseason play, and and everybody understands that, and everybody wants that, and and. Um, it's not always going to be perfect. You're not going to have this beautiful little picket fence all the time. Life really doesn't work that way, and baseball is life. So you're going to go through your trials, and you want to hope you hopefully you, you go through them in February and March, and 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 when April comes around, you're full steam, full speed ahead, and and, and rolling downhill on it. So, um, but no, the standard is a standard here. I, I don't, and I don't think it should ever change. We're playing a cathedral of college. I'm I'm really when I walk around our stadium, um, I, and I tell our players a lot this a lot like. Hey man, stop and look around. You're in a cathedral here. Like there's not. This is not normal. I, I I know you turn on the TV and you see some things, but I've coached in all those pretty you know, Rolls Royce stadiums, and it's just not the same. You know, this is the last standing real atmosphere of college baseball, and the smells and the, and the stadium and the just it's just different. And I, I get, um, the hair on my neck raises a little bit when I walk around on Friday afternoon and I start to smell the peanuts and the, and the cotton candy and it's like man I don't you don't smell that everywhere you know this is a special place there's a certain standard here that should be lived up to and and we should act a certain way we should do things a certain way and, and we have a lot to to be thankful for for being here ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports uh, Rage Cajun pitching coach Seth Thibodeau our guest let's segue now into pitching very 
sort of open-ended generic question, but sure. one I'm sure that throughout your life you've probably been asked and thought about. What is your philosophy when it comes to coaching pitching? Well, uh, I'm fastball command first, and, and, and owning both sides of the plate are extremely important to us, and obviously recruiting plays a lot into that, and I, I can't go out and just get some arm and, and try it out here, you know, but um, I, I'm strong with the fastball first on both sides of the plate. I love to spin it up, but you got to have some feel for an off-speed pitch first before you start, you know, doing those things. But uh, I know that the game is going into these weighted balls and all these crazy things, and I'm just not into that. I'm 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 into the weight room, and I'm into mindset and personality, and and and, and uh, you know, a little how to win awareness on the mound. And so, um, simplicity is more important to me than than being complex. And and so I try to eliminate complexity because there's so many pitching coaches in 2000 you know, in 22, and, and um, there's so many ways that you can absolutely hurt yourself doing this now, and there's more shoulder injuries than ever, and so I just try to keep it as simple as possible, and I like our guys to be able to play catch, play catch the right way, you know, and like to, I don't let them extend past 90 feet until they learn how to play catch and, and uh, be able to put the baseball where you want to put it, and then we'll worry about, you know, accuracy over velocity right now and, and, and just throwing as many strikes as we can and, and then we'll move on to the next. But it's step by step and I'm big on development of the body first and, and, and understanding the importance of owning the fastball. Louisiana Rage and Cajun pitching coach Seth Thibodeau, our guest. I'm Scott Prather. This is the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. That is, um, if you're listening to us via the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Mark on the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Cajuns get a win last night in Hammond. One of the stops along Coach Thibodeau's coaching journey. Mm-hmm. He was there uh, as an assistant in the past, but a uh, a good midweek win. They've got one scheduled for tonight. Not sure if it'll happen with the weather. Time will tell. But uh, And then they're back home this week. And when we come back, got questions about the staff about pitching and more with coach Seth Thibodeau, our guest. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. The biggest names in sports are talking to you every day on the Rich Eisen show with me, Rich Eisen. I know. Every weekday from noon to three, right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. He still hasn't given up his dream of becoming a member of the Beastie Boys. Mm, drop! Scott Prather on The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. It does go well with a chicken. If you had the best ticket in sports, I got Coach Thibodeau kind of bobbing his head back and forth, giving him his jolt of extra coffee this morning. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. It's the great Scott show. We're visiting with uh, pitching coach Seth Thibodeau. Um, 
you guys, you, you, we mentioned your family earlier. You had uh, seven siblings. You guys signed one of your nephews recently, we right? We did. We did. LSUE uh, product. He was actually at UL for a minute before he went to uh, LSUE. Peyton Lejeune is an infielder at LSUE, so I'm excited to have him. I mean, with that extended family, you'll probably sign, like, lots of <laughs> It's possible. <laughs> it's with you. it's no, possible. I'm sorry. I cut you off. You were talking about Peyton. No, he's got, he's got a chance to come in and really help us. I'm excited for him. You know, he, he's got a... An uncle on staff that's going to make sure he does everything right all the time. So <laughs> I told him that I had to, can't believe I had to recruit my own nephew, but I had to swoo him away from a few schools, including Dallas Baptist, who was coming in hard. So, but uh, family won this time. Switch so, hitter, yeah, switch hitter, infielder can really play all four positions on the infield, and I just like his I just like his power from the left side. I think he's got a chance to really help us. All right. So um, from a pitching standpoint, uh, this season there's been you know, some ups and downs uh, in the staff as well. I know Tommy Ray, I remember seeing him, uh, I guess it was opening night, and mm-hmm. it was like, wow, you know, he's he looks good. He's kind of been in and out. Is he, He's looked good in the pen recently. Do you do you guys maybe foresee that more of his, his role? Yeah, I, look, we want him. We want him. First of all, there's so many new faces to the pitching staff. I, I think that uh, – that were brought in here to be impact guys right away because I again I'm not familiar with last year's staff but I know that there's a lot of guys that aren't here anymore that there's a lot of innings going so um, so Tommy's brought in and he's still learning and growing remember this guy didn't have a, a freshman year of college baseball so he missed out on a lot which is all these junior transfers just junior college transfers missed a year of baseball so they're still growing and they're thrust into a role at this place to to be immediate impact guys. And Tommy's one of those extremely talented 90-94 uh, with a slider and a changeup, but still learning how to control the running game, still learning how to get ahead 0-1 all the time, still learning how to head to how to get you know not fall behind 2-0 in counts and how to have an efficient inning of 15 pitches or less and how to not have to throw 94 on every pitch. Maybe some of them sink at 89. So there's still some growth there, but – He's just more comfortable in the bullpen. And so we're still figuring ourselves out a little bit, you know, with these new faces on the mound. And, and so I, I think you're going to see him out of the pen a lot more as opposed to, um, you know, starting the game, which he is a starter, but his start may be four or five innings out of the pen. You mentioned guys just finding where they're most comfortable. It seems like Chipper Menard yeah. maybe in a closer role. Sure. Uh, is, that, is, that, is he now – kind of the closer guy is it still open-ended well schultz is going to move to the starting role now who we thought might be our closer first and so we're still learning our staff and we're still trying to you know adjust and readjust and adjust and readjust and as opposed to just sitting there and waiting for him to do it right and and so we feel like the kids just feel a little more comfortable in these new roles that we've found and i feel like we've pitched it pretty well the last you know four or five games and um but to, to have chipper maybe be there in the back end of that pin is important because you know, there's a lot of lefties in those in the lineups that we're facing, and he's really good against lefties right now, but he's also tough on righties as well, too. So I like him there. I, I, I do, and he seems extremely confident and comfortable in that position of knowing that it's only three or four outs he's got to get as opposed to six or seven innings as as, a, as an arm. So uh, we like him there so far, you know, and, and, and another guy that was really good last night and who's been working extremely hard is Hayden Dirt. Um, Dirk pitched well last night. He walked one guy, I think, maybe. I can't even remember, but um, gave up a solo homer to a four-hole and, and left a pitch up, And, and um, but that was it. I mean, he, he was lights out, and um, it's good to see that. And, and David Christie's slider out of the pen last night was really good, very promising, tons of strikes there. 
our bullpen was tough and good last night, and it gave our, our team, our offense time to come back and win a game. So, um, But, yes, I, I like where our roles are at. Jeff Wilson has been tremendous for us. On, El Jefe. Man, he's been good on Sundays. He's just been tough, and he's a, just a model of consistency. And um, he had a tremendous start against a really good, you know, offensive team on Sunday. I was really proud of that. And he beat down Houston a couple of weeks ago. And those guys, uh, they haven't gotten out since. I mean, that is an offensive lineup that he had to beat up for nine innings, and he did it. And so, um, you, you got to make some plays behind him, though. He's a he's a sinker slider guy. He's, he's got some cut to his fastball, and he's going to get a ton of ground balls. And you just have to make a couple of them, but you got to make them. And when you do, he's going to roll and cruise. And so he's done a tremendous job, and, and, and I'll just look. Tally's just a tough kid, and you know what you're going to get from him every time he steps on the, on the mound. So to have potentially what it looks like is you have a senior on Friday, a senior on Saturday, and a senior on Sunday, and, and you're going to get senior results from those guys. It may not be pretty. But it's going to be gritty, and some days it'll be look a whole lot better than others. But I guarantee you, when you look, look up in the fifth or sixth inning, uh, we're going to be in a good position, which is where we can manage our bullpen. Yeah, the um, it's funny. I asked you a question about Chipper, and you gave me the answers to a lot of other questions I had on the list before I even <laughs> asked them. And it's all I got good. rolling. I got rolling. It's all good. No, you look. You, you know, you know the staff, yeah. or anybody. Um, I want to go back to to, to Dirk for a moment. Um, you know, he came in as a freshman last year, just had a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. Um, scouting report gets out, you know, later in the season, it was a little more difficult on him. And I, and I've talked to coach Matt Deggs about this. Um, so I was listening to the game last night and, and top was talking about Brad Toppin was talking about uh, a different mechanical approach. I know coach Deggs said a little change, you know, minor details, small, maybe the slot, small, right? stuff. small stuff. So that's, I, I guess if you don't mind sort of, if you could have some specificity of what some of those small things are, sure. how a guy just, I guess, I guess really, I mean, he's still got a ways to go, right? Yeah. But his, his, you weren't his here last season, high. but his, but his journey since you've gotten here, what you've seen from him this year and, and maybe what you could see from him going forward. Well, first of all, I see a kid who's, who's wide eyed and, and wanting to learn and um, who has a lot of attention because of his right arm and should have a lot of attention because he's an awesome kid. And um, last summer when I got here, he's, he spent the summer in the weight room, and his body changed a lot and got real strong. So when you when you have a, an ability to throw 97 miles an hour and your hand moves that fast and your shoulder and your elbow and your arm, all these things move so fast, you know, it's really – it's not easy. People think it's, it's easy because you watch a big leaguer do it on TV. It's not easy for your whole body to line up mechanically all the time. Because your hand is so fast and, and, and it moves faster than your feet and, and your hips and your core. And, and, and I'm getting really technical right now. Um, but control can be an issue sometimes, especially when your body starts to change and get stronger. And, and he still has a high, high ceiling as an athlete. So um, as he's developing and changing the hand, he may lose some, some release or have some release point issues. And he's still growing through it. And, and so... You know, Coach Deggs and, and I worked with him a little bit, and, and we've been trying to make some adjustments with him and, and um, help him because we need him. And and uh, and he's bought in, and, and his hand was dropping really low in his windup and, and whenever he would deliver to the plate. And uh, his front foot was, was landing before the hand can get it on time, you know, you know, past his face. And I know I'm getting really technical. Again, no, this, but, is, this is what I asked Yeah, you. and so – 
when you do that, you have you have you lose control of the, of the strike zone. You lose command, and, um, and we worked on trying to get that hand on time a little bit and shorten his stroke a little bit, which I mean is you know his hand action, and he's done a good job with it. And he's so determined, like he's humble about it. He wants to be good. He wants to help this team. We want him to help this team. He's just growing, man. He's nineteen years old, like. It takes time, and he's got more pressure than anybody because he's from here, and everybody wants to know about Hayden Dirk, and I'm sure it's not easy. I know I don't throw 97, and I'm, I'm from here, and nobody really cares how hard I throw. You know what I'm saying? Like that, it's, it's just it's the, hard. The last thing you said, um, being from here is, is, is a good thing, but as you said, there's some pressure that comes sure. with it. I find that when a pitcher comes in and they throw really fast, Attention is going to be on him no matter what. I mean, oh, he throws up in the high 90s. Now it's like as opposed to a guy that, you know, might just be, you know, maybe he's just got a great slider or whatever. Sure. The fans in general, you know, I mean, the old added, you know, the old cliche, chicks dig the long ball. Well, you know, everyone digs the fastball, whatever. Sure. It's got a lot of heat on it. I think that will follow any player at any level, really, yeah. but particularly college and pro. And a fan base says, oh, my gosh. They can do these numbers. You did have you have, do you find that like in your your time in coaching when when someone comes in with a lot of heat, there's just more attention on them. Sure. And what's the challenge as a coach? Because you're saying, well, look, that was good in high school. Yeah, it can be good here, but we got to there, There's a, there's a lot more details that have to go into it once you get to this level. So Hayden's never got an attention for the kind of person he is right he's never gotten attention for the kind of student he is and his work ethic and how awesome he is in the clubhouse and hayden's my barber he cuts my hair you know what i mean but he don't get attention for that he oh, gets I'm attention sorry. for throwing hard joke. i mean, I mean I, he could cut <laughs> my hair too he it cut a little, yeah it takes him like a couple of swings across <laughs> but he, the top but, but he out. cuts other guys hair that have yeah, a bit more right. sorry so, right, right. he cuts bab's hair maybe yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know Bab's, Bab's, has, Bab's has good hair yeah he's got good hair I don't, I don't have good I'm sorry. Hair, so I, 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 I but to your point about 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 Hayden. He they just he throws 97, and so you when you get that attention, you think you've always got to be live up to some kind of uh, something you may not be. And so I just try to play it down for the kid. I'm trying to get him to throw 89, 93, honestly, because when he does that, he sinks it and cuts, and he's extremely hard to hit, which he was last night. Holy smokes, he was good last night. And And learn to use 97 when you need it. But if you're going to throw 100 pitches in a game and every single one of them is 97, your career is going to be over soon, buddy. You know, there, there's a role for those guys in the big leagues, and when they blow out, they just get another one because they're all over the place. Well, I I care about his career, and I care about where he's going to be, you know, 15 years from now, and, and I care that every time he throws a ball that, that it's important and, and he's enjoying his career. So I want, I want to protect him and help him, and he's learning that, okay, I don't I don't have to throw 98 every time. Nobody cares if I don't, you know, like it's it's different. And so he's learning that. And last night I think it was a huge step in the right direction. And if he can do that, and we're just, you know, I, I just know that he came in a couple of weeks ago to the office and just really wanting to do whatever he could to, to be on the mound and help his team win. And that's a huge step in the right direction of a player. And so he's only a sophomore. Slow down, temper the expectations, and let him grow into a man and, and develop. It's, some people go faster than others. I was very happy right? for him last night. Me too. Um, it, when, like last night, just midweek on the road, um, you know, a lot of different things you could point to in the win, but from a pitching standpoint, what what were you most happy about last, last night? Last night's bullpen, uh, you know, Hayden was fantastic. Um, 
And it worked exactly how we wanted to use it. Uh, a shift that I wanted to throw a little bit, but Dirk was on fire, and, and I just wanted him to keep going. And he was, you know, he was no hitting him, and he gave us a chance to come back in the game. I was disappointed in our start again. I, I wasn't happy about that. We've got to make an adjustment there. You know, our goal is to keep teams to four runs or less, and um, and that's what we did. I was proud of that. But I was proud of, you know, David Christie. I really was proud of him. It was quietly, which is what they're supposed to do. They're like, speaking I just of, Speaking of a local, a local kid, guy. Yeah. I, and I've been on him for a while now. It's time to grow up and, and help us. And so I, I love David, and, and I'm proud of him. The slider's really good. He's got really good stuff. Uh, he's still learning as well. I mean, again, 19 years old, still growing. So anyway, I, was, I always tell our bullpen guys, listen, you're the offensive lineman. You seventh and eighth inning guys, you're not going to get credit for anything. Right, you're not going to get the number. You just make sure you bridge it to the end of the game. And so they did that last night. Chipper was fantastic for the second time in as many appearances. And you know we've just fed off of what we did last weekend. And if we can keep teams to four runs or less, which is always our goal, we're going to get you. Louisiana Razy Cajun Associate Head Coach, Pitching Coach Seth Thibodeau, our guest. I'm Scott Prather. Uh, this is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. What is in your years of coaching? the most difficult thing for a pitcher to adjust to when they get to college? I'm uh, sure there are a lot, but there's probably one you see more yeah, than all others. It's it's understanding that um, how to pitch as opposed to just throw. And and here's the deal, buddy. you ain't, They're going to get you, right? And so when you commit to failure, then you found it. You figured it out. And once you've been hit, because kids get scared of that barrel, when they hear that barrel go pop, it changes. You find out if they're a real pitcher in college or if they're, if they're going to struggle. You know, there's a toughness that comes with that. So I think the biggest adjustment is you're not going to throw 92 by anybody. They're going to hit that as far as goodness. They, they see it all the time. Like when you play power teams and SEC teams and you try to run up there with 94 and you think you're going to get somebody with that, you're crazy, man. You got to be able to sink it and slide it and cut it and, and make a living off of it. And you got to pitch and very few times, I mean, we can't. You're just not going to have those big leaguers on your staff all the time. So you got to learn how to pitch again. Like we faced LSU in the fall, and they had some guys throwing 96. But I feel like that's that's what our hitters thrive on. I know that sounds funny, but the game's evolved a little bit, and there's there's powerful guys, and they can get on time with a fastball. So you got to be able to pitch, and you got to be able to change speeds, and you got to be able to throw a fastball at 89 and 94, and 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 be able to sink it and and. and we pitch to contact. I want to pitch to contact. I don't want to miss barrels. I know how to call a pitch to miss a barrel. And we've, we've punched out 200 people this year. But I, I want you to be able to get soft contact and understand the defense behind you and control the running game. That's just, I think the biggest deal is staying, pitch, making, you know, getting a young man to throw two of his first three pitches for strikes. And once they understand that, they can control the game. Some guys adjust and some guys don't. Some guys adjust and some don't. And the ones that don't, you move on and find another one. You know, it's just it's, it's a tough sport. It's part of the business. That's right. Um, do you – I'm sure that in your years of coaching, there's been a few that surprise you uh, where you're like, you know what, if you'd asked me, I, I didn't I didn't yes. see this coming. Yes. Um, but uh, at the same time, I guess that teaches you to never never completely give up on a guy either. No, and, and, I, and I have a bad habit of never giving up on someone and, and having a big heart for everyone. You know, and um, now why is it a bad habit? Because, because you guess you get burned sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, you're so loyal and you're so you believe so much in a person, but but they don't necessarily think the same way as you. You want it more than them sometimes, and you push and you push and you push. But I just I, I don't 
I never give up on someone, and that's why I like working with Matt Deggs because he never gives up on a human being, and and the power of the human being is real, and I believe in it. But we always talk about what which ones that didn't work out. But there's so many that do work out. You know, the overachievers, and 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 so if you overachieve in this game, you, you have you have a chance to have some success. And and again, not everybody's a first rounder. You know, we have a lot of non rounders on there too that that uh, we like to to try to help be successful. Yeah, Baseball is a game of failure. That's, that's right. just the reality yeah, of that's it. That's right. Um, uh, Louisiana Ragin' Cajun Baseball winners last night against Southeastern. Scheduled to go to UNO tonight. We'll see uh, about the weather, whether that happens or not. Ragin' Cajun softball, though, is in action this evening over in Austin against Texas at 6 o'clock. Ian Ozen will have the call, and that'll be on our airwaves tonight at 6 o'clock with a 545 pregame from Learfield. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. More with Ragin' Cajun pitching coach Seth Thibodeau. And um, I don't. I doubt he will because he's he's too loyal of a guy. But maybe you know something about Bab that I can just hold over oh, I'll his get head. You. I'll get something Bab. I can just give him grief about when <laughs> next time he sits down and he looks at me and is like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so that's coming up next, and more questions for the pitchy coach. This is the great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. talk that's so legit it smells like beer and chicken wings i mean can't you smell it i'm smelling barbecue too espn lafayette espn lafayette.com and the espn lafayette app espn lafayette the best ticket in sports into the great Scott show ESPN Lafayette the best ticket in sports Louisiana Rage Cajun associate head coach pitching coach Seth Thibodeau has uh, been our guest this morning in studio I appreciate you coming in oh, proud to be here it's been awesome. fun thank you uh, coach Bab uh, we hope to have him next week albeit it'll be on the phone it's a it's a long road trip next week for Louisiana I think so right it's it's La Tech I, then it's yes. up to Arkansas I don't have the schedule in front of me uh, two trips to uh, rain out, you know, make up at La Tech. So we'll have right. double midweek at La Tech yeah. and then on our way to Arkansas State. We'll, uh, we'll talk to Bab over the phone next week. He's been avoiding me at all costs. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. He's, 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 got, he's, got, he's got important things happening yeah, uh, in his life. Um, he, uh, what, g- give me something on Bab that I can give him grief about. You know, Bab is, is – I used to – Tell some coaching friends of mine that I wanted to be like Anthony Babino when I got old till I met him. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, he is always cool. He's got the coolest hair. He's got the coolest styles. He's got the coolest car. And he's always happy. And it amazes me. But, uh, you know, I don't know. He's just got, he's got the cleanest office. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at his organization. He's always a good hand. He is a good hand. I, I don't have too many bad things to say about him, but. Come on, there's got to be something. I, I, let me think about it for a minute. See what what's 
what's okay to put on air. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's, he's got these like zingers too. Like he'll respond to a simple question and it's not always, it could be yes or no, but the way he says it, he'll phrase it in a way it's like, yeah, you got your cool little. Yes, little he like, does. And he's got oh, the I'm, coolest. I'm like he's got, brother, you know? I mean, he's a fashionable guy. He's got the coolest shoes all the time. All right, well, let's not get too careful. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Let's not, get, let's not get too carried away. He and I were talking. He used to love, he for many years. He would he would make the playlist for like BP, and he's like, "Yeah, they took that away from me a few years ago." <laughs> now the kids they're playing all this stuff. I don't know what any of it is. I'm like, I miss the old days of when you guys were just bang bang BP, right. and it's like clearly this is bad with some of these 80s right. numbers he has in here and these other songs every like, once in a while when an 80s song comes on i can babs he starts air guitar it oh yeah it has starts bobbing Eddie money's ah. on oh, and he's, yes uh, he, he was upset because he missed tone Loke last week he, tone <laughs> came to town and i sent him a, a, a video of tone Loke getting on the stage and he's like man you know wish yeah. i could be there he's right, like, right the guy um, he's 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 good. He's you know he's one of these he's one of these lifers. He's right? a lifer. I, I, he's I, I a real at, raging Cajun. Man. I look at Bab and I look at uh, Troy Wingard or over director of football ops, and yeah. I'm like those guys. They they've seen it all through here. They really have. Time, you know, they've at, seen a lot. One point they were the young guys, and now they're the guys that have you know they can't they can't get rid of. Not That's that right. They want to. Sure. Um, anything before we go about <clears throat> the staff that you know we haven't covered yet an aspect of the pitching staff that you know what it might from the outside it might look like this but but here's the reality to 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 this staff and pitching in college still again um entirely new weekend rotation still growing still learning how to gel like i looked up a few times when we were at troy and and, and we got exposed a little bit on you know they had returners at every position were they more talented than us? No, but they had returners, they had juniors and seniors that had been in the program for three or four years at every single position. And I started looking at our lineup, and there was a new guy at third, a new guy at short, a new guy, at, you know, playing some kind of musical chairs a little bit at second base, a new starter behind the plate, a new starter on the mound. So our players are still learning how to play with each other. Is it a is it an excuse? No, it's I, I think whenever they gel. This thing's gonna rock and roll, but um, still not having Marshak, you know, health, completely healthy right now, is and look, he's a talent. And so when I say these position players, are, it, it matters because, you know, we depend on our defense a lot too. I'm a big defensive guy too, and when these guys are in the lineup, some hits are taken away. I mean, it just is what it is, and they score a run. And when that happens, when you take away a run, and you score a run, that's what Shock does every time he touches the field. You don't look at his numbers. But it helps our pitching staff, and and so some of our guys are contact guys. They're not um, blow it past you physicality guys, and so we're still learning how to pitch. We're still learning our bullpen. You know, we're making adjustments constantly, and while we're doing that, we got to make sure our defense is growing and our offense is growing too. And so it's the complete game. It looks like your week in rotation, though you mentioned earlier, in terms of experience, sure. maybe not continuity as a team in right, some respects, right. but it. To, for anybody that's listening late, feels like at least currently y'all have it set and it's, yeah, it's three seniors. finally got there. And, and then I feel like it, this thing might might be the right mix. So if, let our listeners know what that rotation so is going to look like. Brandon Talley uh, is just going to – he's just a big bucket of compete, man. He's going to compete his tail off for five or six innings every Friday night against their best guy. And we feel like after that we can match it up in the bullpen. And then on Saturday, Schultz is uh, – 
And he threw 100 pitches in, in five and a third last week is exactly what we wanted to see. And um, I think he's better in that role than he is as a starter. Uh, I mean, as a closer. Right. Uh, and then Jeff Wilson, who's just been there for us all year. So, yeah, you've, But you've got a lot of guys that, that have had experience starting. So the, as you move on through the season, you're going to have some seasoned guys. Uh, as you get to the postseason, when you need that starter in the tournament or whatever, you've already had that guy. So I like where we're at with it. I like Chipper late in the bullpen. Um, I, I, I like, you know, Bo Bonds in, in, in the bullpen. I, I like Tommy Ray in the bullpen. And the emergence of Dirk and Christie can really, really help us and propel us. So we didn't bring up Dylan Toit. He's another lefty that can be really good for us as well. So we were going to match up two guys on the weekends against their one. And so uh, that's, that's our strategy moving forward. That is Louisiana Raging Cajun pitching coach Seth Thibodeau. He has been our guest in the studio this morning. Coach, I appreciate you coming in. It's been fun. It is. It has and been. Uh, Thank you. Dude, I mean, you know. Bab, Bab I think probably, I'm better than Bab. When he has an excuse, he'll just yeah. be like, hey, I'll just throw <laughs> Seth in there. He's going to take you for yeah. granted. I know, right? I appreciate him, yeah. and I appreciate no, you No, thank you so much, Scott. Time, it was man. a treat. All right, don't go anywhere. The Dan Patrick Show is next. Tomorrow on the show, looking forward to some conversations with Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports, Lance Struther, uh, football coach over at STM. they got a big event coming up. Uh, a charity event coming up this Saturday. He will be in to talk a little and talk Saints receivers. Uh, and uh, working on a few other guests as well. Look forward to talking to you guys then. Rage of Cajun Baseball tonight. It's scheduled. If uh, it gets moved or postponed, we'll certainly have all the info up for you on our website. So stay tuned for that as well as on Twitter at ESPN Lafayette. Dan Patrick shows next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. This is how I got like a football dedication.